Good morning. My name is Thad Lanthrop. I'm the executive pastor here at Church in the Valley. And this June and July, like Brad uh, just mentioned, we are doing a message series called Behind Enemy Lies. And we have an enemy in this world, uh, the devil, who really seeks our destruction. First Peter 5.8 says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And so in this series, we're taking a look at some of the lies that the enemy uses as a strategy to get us to believe something that's not true. And it's an attack against us. It's an attack against our commitments and our responsibilities. Um, and it, it forces us to, to not make any real progress in life. And so today we are focusing on the I'm too tired lie. And as I've been getting ready this week for the message, I, I just keep remembering my childhood. And the, I'm, too, I'm too tired. It just sounds like something a little kid would say. It's something I did say a lot. My mom would ask me to do something. I'd say, I'm too tired. And she'd say, well, I bet if you had a baseball game, you wouldn't be too tired to play it right now, which that sounds just like a mom statement, doesn't it? Um, but it, it was true. I wasn't too tired to do that. Um, now, that has nothing to do with the message today, but it just is a memory that kept coming up. And we just, in America, we're just in a culture of, of tiredness. We work 40, 50, 60 plus hours a week, and then you get home, and there's house responsibilities. There's kids' soccer games to go to, kids' homework to help with church involvement, personal growth things you want to get done, and, and the list can go on and on and on. There's always something to run to next. Think back to a time when you felt too tired, but you had a lot to do. Could be this morning. Could be last week. Could be something you're anticipating in the future. What did you turn to? What's your go-to when you feel too tired? Do you turn to coffee for that extra pick-me-up? Maybe you have a favorite energy drink that gives you the boost you need. Or is there some sort of energy snack that you go to? It gives you the, the energy that you need. Or you might just try to live a healthy lifestyle. There was an article I found from Harvard Health Publishing. And um, they gave nine tips to boost your energy naturally. Tip number one, control your stress. Man, I wish I could do that. <laughs> Tip number two, lighten your load. I wish I could do that too, but sometimes I can't. Three, exercise. Avoid smoking. This one was interesting. Restrict your sleep. They said don't sleep as much to see how much you actually need. You'll go to bed tired and actually fall asleep when you go to bed. That was interesting. Um, eat for energy. Use caffeine to your advantage. Limit alcohol drink water. Those were their tips for energy. These are all helpful things to turn to, to get a boost, to, to have a healthy lifestyle, to have as most energy as we can. But sometimes the caffeine runs out and the healthy habits just aren't doing the trick and we just, we're tired. So today we're going to look at a proven source we can go to when we feel too tired. This message is coming at a great time for me. Um, my family and I, we've just been through a, a long season of, of sickness. My wife, Gina, has been um, sick since early April. She has an autoimmune disease. And 
Um, she's been dealing with a flare-up from that uh, since early April. And in May, she went into the hospital for six days. And then she was out for about a week and a half and then back in the hospital for, for three days. And so during this time, I have, I have felt too tired a lot, uh, many times, trying to get the kids to where they need to be and then work and then check on Gina and the stress of her not feeling well and is, is she going to get better? What's going on? I, it's just felt like too much. And for me, when I feel that way, when I get too tired, it's easy to justify not handling my responsibilities well. Because how could I? I, I can't you see all that's on my plate? Something's going to fall off. I can't get it all done. I feel justified in being harsh with, with the people close to me especially. I feel justified in not giving my full effort because I just got to get this done and move on to the next thing. And that's what this lie attacks. It attacks our willingness to handle our responsibilities well and to our full ability. And ultimately, the I'm too tired lie, it leads to missed opportunities. We think we're too tired to relate rightly to our spouse, to our coworkers, or to our kids. And so we missed opportunities to build healthy relationships. Or we think we're too tired to handle the tasks that are in front of us and we damage our reputation by not being somebody that can be counted on or, or we just drop the ball and, and people stop asking us to help with things. It limits our ability to grow and influence and grow on our jobs or whatever it may be. It might seem like small things at the time, but over time, the little things add up and it does damage to our life. So where are you feeling too tired? this morning. Think about your life. Where, where are you feeling too tired to really hold on to your responsibilities well? Are there opportunities that you're missing out because you're caving in to the tiredness that you're feeling and you're not giving it your full effort? The enemy wants us to believe we're too tired to fulfill our responsibilities so that we get stuck in the cycle of not handling things well and then we have to redo it and go over and over and over again. God doesn't want us to miss out on the opportunities that come when we're feeling too tired. He has a different plan for us. He wants to grow us through it. And he wants us to find success in the middle of how we're feeling. In this series, we've been taking a look at historical accounts found in the Bible of ways that um, God has come through for people. He's given them a promise and he, he's come through for them. And so today we're going to be looking at some, some lessons that we can find in the battle of Gideon. Um, and before we, we dive straight into the battle of Gideon, there's a little bit of context I want to explain around it. This battle, it, it happens in the middle of a man named Joshua leading a group of people, the Israelites, into land that God has promised to him. And what is happening is he's leading these people to go and inhabit the land that God has given to him. And right before this battle we're looking at this morning, Joshua just led people to completely destroy the city of Jericho and the city of Ai. Joshua and the Israelites, they're now camped at Gilgal. And the way that he's led them so far to victory is, has been because God is fighting for them. This is not a seasoned crew of warriors. They were slaves in Egypt. And then they wandered in the desert 
for 40 years. So they're slaves and campers, and God is giving them victory in battles. And so we're, what we're going to do um, is just look at a map to get a context for what we're looking at this morning. And so I have a map here, and it shows where they were camped. So they were camped out up there in the top right in Gilgal. I don't know if you can read that, but it's way up there. And then here is Gibeon right here. They're about 14 miles apart from each other. And it, it, what's interesting is Gibeon hears about how the Israelites have just demolished Jericho and Ai. And they, they say, you know what, we are going to t- take some matters into our own hands. We're going to trick them into making a treaty with us because we, we see what's coming. They're going to take us out. So we're going to trick them to make a treaty with us. So look, look at what happens in Joshua 9, 3 through 7. It says, however, when the people of Gibeon heard that Joshua had, what Joshua had done to Jericho and I, they resorted to a ruse. They went as a delegation whose donkeys were loaded with worn out sacks and old wineskins, cracked and mended. They put worn and patched sandals on their feet and wore old clothes. All the bread of their food supply was dry and moldy. Then they went to Joshua in the camp at Gilgal and said to him and the Israelites, we've come from a distant country. Make a treaty with us. So they show up in just worn out, tattered clothes. Their food is all moldy and old. It looks like they have been traveling a long distance. They show up and they say, make a treaty with us. And Joshua makes a mistake. He doesn't check with God if he should make a treaty with them. And he makes the treaty. Three days after they make the treaty with the Gibeonites, the Israelites heard that they were neighbors living near them. They end up surrounding Gibeon because they hear they tricked us. So they surround Gibeon, and what they do is they honor their word not to destroy them, like they said in the, in the treaty. So Joshua leads them to honor their oath before God. And they surround them, and they they end up making them servants um, to the Israelites. But they didn't destroy them. So now we're going to take a look back at the the map again. Sorry, this is a lot we're going through here. But um, so now what is going on is Gibeon has made the treaty with with the Israelites. And Adonai, um, the, the king of Jerusalem, has decided that he is going to get his buddies from Hebron and Eglon and Lachish and Jarmuth. And he's going to get all these armies to charge and march against the, the people of Gibeon because they made a treaty with these people. How dare they? And Gibeon is a key city in the area. And so he gets all of them rounded up and they go up and they surround Gibeon. And, you know, what are the Gibeonites going to do? Well, they, they send for help. They say, Joshua, Israelites, help us out. These people are coming against us. They've surrounded us. They're going to take us out. So Joshua marched up to Gilgal with his entire army, including all the best fighting men. I'm going to take a break right here in this story, in this battle. Joshua and Israel made a mistake. They shouldn't have made the treaty that they did with the people in the land that they're supposed to take, take over and inhabit. They didn't check with God. And now they're marching through the night, 14 miles, to surprise the armies 
that are about to attack Gibeon. Can you imagine being in that army? I mean, I would be thinking, we, we made this, this mistake, and I should be in bed right now, and now I'm marching through the night to go and fight these people that we shouldn't have to be fighting right now. We shouldn't have to fight them. We've got to get, march 14 miles and then fight after that. Have you ever made a mistake and then paid the consequences for it and felt too tired to bear under the weight the consequences? Two years ago, I was finishing up my master's degree, and um, it was a a two-year program for me, and it was a self-paced program. I did not do a good job of the pacing part in the first year and a half. And I was looking at the last six months of my program, and I realized I have 75 assignments to do in 26 weeks. That's three master's levels assignments per week that I got to do to be able to finish. And I still had to work. I still had family responsibilities. And at, at the end, I had a really good motivation to get done in the time frame because at the end, we were having our fourth kid. And so I wanted to be done by that, by that point. But as I looked at my schedule, I was just going to have to be up from 9 p.m. to midnight every, every night pretty much to get it done. I had to bear under the consequences of the mistake of not pacing out well there. Think about your life right now. Are you feeling too tired because of some commitments that you made, you're regretting that you made them right now? Or maybe you, you slacked off like I did, didn't pace yourself well, and now you're having to, to bear under those consequences. Or maybe you didn't consult with God or ignored some advice that you were given in a situation, and you're just worn out right now. I want to encourage you, don't shrink back from your responsibilities, your commitments. Our mistakes or our naiveness or foolishness is not an excuse to drop the ball on our responsibilities. And actually, God will be there in the middle of them to help us, just like we're going to see he does for the Israelites. God helps them to defeat the enemy armies, and look how he does it. The Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. After an all-night march from Gilgal, Joshua took them by surprise. The Lord threw them into confusion before Israel. So Joshua and the Israelites defeated them completely at Gibeon. Israel pursued them along the road, going up to Beth Haran, and cut them down all the way to Azekah and Makedah. So let's take a look at what's happening here. He throws them into confusion. They're fighting each other. They're they're defeating each other for them. And then, after they've marched the 14 miles to Gibeon, and they're fighting them in Gibeon, they send them, let's take a look at the map again, they send them to pursue them up through here and all the way down to there. So now they're going another at least 11 miles. They're basically, they've completed a marathon while they're in their soldier gear and they're fighting the whole time that they're doing. If anybody's too tired, it's these guys. They are, they are worn out. I know people have done marathons. And they're tired after a marathon. But they kept trusting 
God, and they kept pushing through the exhaustion, and God continued to bring help. Because while they're marching down Beth Haran, look what happens. As they fled before Israel on the road down to Beth Haran to Azekah, the Lord hurled large hailstones down on them, and more of them died from the hail than were killed by the swords of Israelites. God sends help. He sends a hailstorm to take these people out. Have you been in a situation where you think, I'm going to get a break, but then the break doesn't come? You ever been in a situation like that? I'm imagining that's what these soldiers were thinking. They're thinking, hey, we just beat them at Gibeon. Woohoo, we're done. But no, they got to pursue them another 11 miles. They got to keep going. When Gina was in the hospital, I, I was thinking, okay, if I can just get through this week, then we'll get some things back to normal and we'll, we'll get life going again. But when she came out of the hospital, she was better, but she wasn't all the way better. And life wasn't normal, and it, it still hasn't been normal. We're still working on getting back to that. It's frustrating when we think we're going to get a break and then it doesn't happen. It's really frustrating. And I think that's what the troops were thinking there. But we have to keep pushing through. We've got to not put our hope in our own wisdom of our schedule and what we think is going to happen. But ask for God's help in the middle of whatever we're going through that's making us too tired. And what you find in the rest of Joshua 10 is it's amazing. God helps them to conquer the remaining southern cities in a very short period of time. And so they were honoring this treaty that they had made by mistake. They, they made a mistake. They, they didn't do what they should have done. They honor it, and they just get worn out, exhausted. But they keep pushing through. They keep asking God for help, and he gives it. And by the end of their, their conquest, they have taken the whole southern area of the promised land that God has given them in a really short amount of time. There was opportunity when they felt too tired that they didn't see in the middle of marching from city to city. But God gave them the land that he had promised them because they kept pushing through it and trusting him for strength. And we can do that too. God promises to strengthen us as we trust in him. Our mentality needs to shift when we're feeling tired. To, instead of running to the coffee or the energy drink, the food, or whatever it, it might be, alarms should go off in our head when we feel too tired. To turn and, and trust in God. You need to, to fight that thought, the tiredness, with truth that's found in the Bible. Isaiah 40, 29-31 says, He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. 
Let's take a look at verse 31 here. I want to highlight that one just for a moment. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Now, the picture that I get when I think about waiting is something like this. Waiting in line at the grocery store or, you know, maybe at the amusement park or the airport. You're stuck. When you're waiting, you're just stuck. There's nothing you can do to make that go faster or nothing really that you can do to help that. I want to get that picture out of your mind of what waiting is like because what it's talking about here is a different kind of a wait on the Lord. This portion of the Bible was written in Hebrew and the word that is used here for wait is sometimes translated into a a hope as well. So a hope for the Lord, a wait for the Lord. And the idea behind it is this patiently waiting, this patiently hoping. You're continuing to do what you know you need to be doing to fulfill the commitments and the responsibilities that you're doing while you wait for God to bring the strength in the middle of that. That's the idea behind the the verse here and what it's talking about. It's not that we just pray and ask God to give us the energy and, and give us the strength and it just magically happens. That's not what it's talking about here. That happens sometimes, but that's not the norm. And so... What it is, is you take a step towards doing what you know you need to do, and God will bring the strength for you. It's been a lot more housework that I've been doing lately with Gina Sick, and a lot more that, that uh, I've been having to do, and one of the areas is dishes. And um, I've been doing the dishes at night when, when the kids go to bed and, and getting those done. My mother-in-law came into town and bought paper plates, and I thought, what, what was I thinking? That was the best idea ever. <laughs> and so there's been a lot less dishes lately. But for a while there, I, didn't, I wasn't smart in doing the paper plates. But there's nights I sit down, and I'm, I'm just toast. I'm done. And I think, I am not going to get up. And I pray, and I say, God, please give me the energy just to go do the dishes. You know what happens? Sometimes nothing. Sometimes I sit there, and I have to do the dishes in the morning. Nothing happens. Because I don't take a step towards the kitchen. But if I pray and ask God for help and get up quickly, he gives me the strength to get through it. That's what this verse is talking about. It might seem like something small, but... A lot of times, the enemy attacks small things that build up over time to do real damage in our lives. So hold on to this truth. Hold on to this promise that God will strengthen you. He will renew your strength as you wait on him. Make God your go-to when you're feeling tired. God will be a source of strength that you can't get from coffee or the energy drinks or the healthy eating habits or the healthy lifestyle habits. Each week, we give some ideas for next steps um, that you can take in response to the message. And I want to highlight how you can hold on to this promise in our next steps uh, this morning. Also, you want to take out that connection card that we talked about earlier. You can finish filling out any information, and there might be um, a way to, that you want to respond to the message on the back of the card that I'll mention in just a moment. But here's some next steps in response to the message this morning. Uh, the first is my next step today is to pray and ask God for strength this week. 
What do you have coming up this week? What's going on? Are you just feeling worn out? Pray and ask God to give you strength and then take a step towards it. Take a step towards doing what you know you need to do and God will renew your strength through it this week. Another next step is to memorize Isaiah 40, 31, which says again, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not grow fa- and not faint. When you memorize a, a verse in the Bible, it, it helps you to guard against the lies that try to get in. When you focus on the truth that's found in the Bible, then when the it, I'm too tired to do what I need to know to do what I know I need to do, when that comes up, if you have this verse memorized, you can fight against that thought, that lie. And then the last next step you might want to take is to ask for prayer in a situation where you're just feeling worn out, you're too tired. And I want to invite you to write that on the back of your connection card. If there's a, a, a place in your life you're just feeling worn out, you're tired, write that on the connection card. We'll be the staff will be praying for you this week. Or you might want to mention it to a friend. You know, it takes a lot of courage to mention that you're feeling too tired to a friend. But um, that can be a real help. They can pray for you. They can encourage you to do the right thing. What has God said to you this morning? Where are you feeling too tired in your life? What, what do you need to do to turn that around, to ask God for strength, and to be able to to not fall into the trap of I'm too tired to get my responsibilities done. God loves you. He wants his best life for you. And if you wait on him by trusting in him to renew yourself, your strength, then you can, you can experience the life that he wants you to have. Let's pray. God, we thank you for today. Thank you for this morning. Thank you that you promise to be our strength when we're tired, to renew, to renew us when we're feeling weak. I pray that you would just help us each to take a step towards waiting on you and, and seeing how you renew our strength this week. Show us what that is. Help us to, to put it into practice, not just hear it on Sundays, but put it into practice during the week. We ask for your help, Lord, and we just uh, thank you so much for promising to be our strength. In Jesus' name, amen.